This is the Action Network Podcast. Oh, now do you believe these guys are good? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Action Network Podcast. This is a special Stanley Cup playoffs betting update. I'm Michael Leboff. I am the hockey editor here at Action and also the co-host of the Action Network's hockey podcast, Line Change. You can listen to us by and sometimes try weekly uh, during the playoffs. Uh, that's me and so many sports. But today I have our NHL expert, Nick Martin, on with me. We're going to talk a little bit about the Rangers and Lightning series. That series just got knotted up at two games apiece. Then we'll look ahead towards uh, what a potential Stanley Cup matchup could look like between the Lightning and Avs, Rangers Avs, maybe some Conn Smythe picks. Um, and we'll just kind of touch on it all, try to get you guys set up before the cup final starts next week. We will have a Stanley Cup betting preview when the matchup is set uh, as well. So look out for that on the Action Network feed. So, Nick, uh, let's talk Rangers and Lightning. We're looking at game five now. Rangers, they win the first two of the series. Lightning looked all out of sorts coming off the nine-day layoff. They get back home. They rattle off two impressive wins in a row. Tampa now minus 125 in game five. Rangers plus 105. For the series line, Tampa's minus 155. So despite having to win or two out of the three possible games taking place at Madison Square Garden, the Lightning still are a, a decent favorite here after the two impressive wins. There's some injury stuff we got to talk about. There's some other stuff we should get into, but let's just talk right now about game five and the line. The Lightning were minus 125 in game one, minus 130 in game two. So it, it really isn't that surprising that we're going to see this line open Tampa minus 125 for game five. But I do have a feeling we're going to see some money come in on the lightning considering the performances they just had. And now that the Rangers are dealing with some injuries. Yeah, for sure. I would definitely lean towards the lightning and I can see how I think that's the sharper side. Admittedly, I've been burned with the Rangers ridiculous home and road splits this postseason. I've had a bit of a hard time accepting that they're just this much better at MSG. But I do think we could see in the first two games that there was kind of some miscues that we wouldn't typically see from this Tampa team. And I think once they, those were cleaned up, like we've just seen Vasilevsky dominate the last two and it's helped so much. Um, I was kind of laughing hearing all the takes that Vasilevsky had supposedly been solved and all the goals high blocker. And I really just thought like a big part of it was, you know, if you reviewed and credit to New York, like they generated a ton of high quality chances in those two games in, in MSG but I was really confident that he would bounce back once he was given the right play in front of him and not just goals. He was never supposed to save to begin with. And I think we've seen exactly that. And then, yeah, obviously we'll touch on the injury stuff, but if the kid line is going to be broken up, that's clearly been a huge game changer for the Rangers. And that's a, that kind of leaves them with just the one line. You're really worried about breaking through with offense. Yeah. So those injuries are Ryan Strom. Uh, he missed, most of game three, or at least the second half of game three, and then all of game four uh, with an injury. They won't say what it is, but we can all kind of suspect that it was a, a something with his leg. He took a, it was like a, f- a weird freak, no contact kind of injury. Uh, and then he, there were, I mean, he took warm ups and Jar- Jar- Gallant kept saying that, I mean, you can't believe anything coaches say at this point of the year, but he kept saying that he thought Strom was going to play, but he was deemed not fit enough to play after warm ups. And then midway through game four, you feel a pedal, the center of that kid line with Capo Caco and Alexis Lafreniere, he gets hurt. So this is why like the playoffs are so interesting. Filipino being out in a regular season game, you and I wouldn't spend more than 30 seconds thinking about it. And in, in, like when we're handicapping, if it was Rangers versus Sabres or Rangers versus like Dallas stars on like a Tuesday night. But in this situation, it matters just because of the way that the matchup works out and, and the fact you're playing the same team over and over and over again. Right. 
So if if he's out, like you said, it breaks up everything. And if Strom is out or if Strom is even dinged up, you're now talking about your second and third line center at the very least playing less than, you know, near hundred percent. So um, those are two big injuries to to keep an eye on, especially if they compound, right? Like one injury is, is one thing, but when, when you have the injury luck that ends up clustering, which by the way, the Rangers have had tremendous injury luck throughout this entire playoffs. I think tonight was the first game since game four of the Penguin series where they were missing a player from their top 11, top six forwards, top four defensemen or starting goalie. And they've played every team that they've played from game one of round one through tonight. And including tonight, the other team has missed been missing at least one. So it's, it's not like, you know, the Rangers have been really unlucky with injuries. This is their first kind of injury crisis of the postseason. I, I do think that there's a chance though that this, this lightning line maybe gets out of control based off of that stuff, right? Like, like I said, minus 130 in game two, that was coming off of a bad performance in game one where everyone expected, okay, they'll bounce back. They clearly hadn't found their game yet. Uh, and at some point in the you know middle of the, the second period of game two, they started to look more like the lightning. So if this line gets too much higher, you know, past that 130, I think minus 140 is you're really pushing it with the lightning price at that point. Uh, and then you'd have to start looking towards the Rangers, I think. Yeah, for sure. Especially because we know like it's going to take a ton to break through on Shesterkin. And unless the Rangers really allow a lot of those break, complete breakdowns where the Lightning are just always going to score the goal, I don't really, I don't think I'd see a lot of value in that. I think one play that is going to continue to hold merit, I've been pretty firm on the storyline all series long that the under five and a half would be a good play. And I think the under in that game should still remain a really strong play. I think it's just at a point where we're both seeing both teams really sharpen up defensively. Uh, obviously, both goalies are in elite form. And I think it's just for a lot of reasons going to be hard for that one to break open. And especially because I don't think we'll see Tampa manage those kinds of mistakes they made the first two times in MSG. So if they're going to play better and not allow a big total. I think we know New York will lock it down. They'll find a way to hang around. So I think there's a lot of ways that we can hit on the under again. And uh, it hasn't hit yet, but sports books have been dealing. Will the game go to overtime or the draw 60 minute draw at like plus three twenty, plus three thirty, And it should keep, you know, incrementing incrementally going up uh, since we haven't seen an overtime game yet. I do think that that holds value too, because you're talking about two teams that shouldn't run away with a game. Uh, I think, you know, what we saw tonight from, from Tampa Bay, uh, is basically the extent of what a running away with a game in the series would look like from now on. Uh, because like you said, both both teams are in good defensive form. Both goalies are on. Um, and it's just, you, you wouldn't expect Tampa to to make those kind of mistakes again. Um, so I do, I do like that as well. I, I think targeting that, if John Cooper keeps that first line together, the Palat, Stamkos, Kucherov line that he reunited after games one and two, those three guys are very live in terms of player props as well, because they're just, they're just generating opportunities. I don't, I mean, Palat's been terrific uh, the past two games. Kutra has been terrific. So it could be Stamkos at this point for game five, uh, because he'll probably be the one with the the most value since he's been a little bit quieter than his colleagues there. Um, All right. From there, let's move on to kind of a bigger picture. Look at the playoffs as they stand three teams left. The avalanche are minus two twenty to win the Stanley cup coming off of a four game sweep of the Oilers. The Lightning now plus 350, the Rangers six to one. Uh, one thing I do want to ask you about the Avalanche is Nas Kadri's out. The Avalanche now, he he was, I like, he. a lot of times when you're asking your second line center to be more effective than productive, uh, I think that goes for basically your second, your middle six centers. Um, but 
Kadri this season was both those things. He was incredibly effective at his whatever role he had to play in a game, but he was also productive. It doesn't seem like it's going to be as big a crisis as this would have been maybe last year because it looks like Miko Rantanen can just kind of slot over and they have the the winger depth to to make sure that uh, with Arturi Lekkinen and Nachuskin, like those those guys should be able to fill in fine around Rantanen to make sure that um, things don't come undone. But does it give you any cause for concern that without Kadri, maybe, and also the goaltending situation there is a little wobbly. So if you are trying to poke holes in the avalanche and make a case for one of the other two teams, can you do it? Yeah, I, I definitely think you can. I mean, as someone who's been very pro avalanche all year, I don't think I would jump in on that series number because either way, like whether they get Shesterkin or Vasilevsky, like that is a massive goalie discrepancy to cover. And as much as I think the Oilers did look really good through the first two rounds, I think we kind of knew all year they had those flaws. And I think that them showing through was a big part of Colorado being able to do what they did and, you know, hang in there with Francis. But playing Tampa and possibly New York, it's going to be a lot harder to cover that up where it's you're probably not just scoring at will when you have one of these miscues or maybe a softer goal. So I do think there's definitely some reason as to why Tampa or even New York could could find a way to claw into the series. Yeah, and, and then there's also going to be the the rest versus rust stuff. We we just saw it with Tampa and, and the Rangers. I do think some it it the situation needs more context. You know, not every rest versus rust spot is the same. Just like in a lot of things in betting, uh, this one I don't I wouldn't penalize or be as worried about Colorado as I was about the Lightning before Game One uh, because the Lightning so much of the Lightning success hinges on Bezilevsky playing at an elite level and a nine day layoff for a goalie of his stature is not, not a good thing, right? Like you want that guy to be playing every other day, like with Francois and Kemper who, who needs to get healthy. It's just not as big a deal. So I think the way to, to attack um, that, that Stanley cup final series will be to try to beat Colorado in game one. Uh, and if it does come through, then you, you'll, you're looking at a pretty good discount going forward. Now on to sleeper sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you could win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick their over or under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two to over 20 times the amount you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. So stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new Over Under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash action and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash action and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Okay, back to the show. All right, uh, let's quickly close the show. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about the Smythe market. We talked before the playoffs started about the strategy of there are, there are certain players that if a team like the Rangers is going to win the Stanley Cup, Igor Shesterkin is going to win the Conn Smythe. I'm going to flip it over to you. What is your short list looking like for these three teams? I mean, I think with the Rangers, personally, I, I, at this point, I wouldn't say I'd be playing this. But if you're a New York guy and you want to play the Rangers at this point, 
I think this is the most black and white example we're going to see where you just play Shesterkin. And if somehow, like at the start of this series, he was still, up, or he was at plus 1,000. And compared to the New Yorker, I think we're six plus 650 to win. And I think if you weren't going to play that, I think it's just, it's such an obvious one that if they win, it's got to be him. Even, and if he goes out somehow, I don't think they're winning. So it's just, there's almost no way where I can see it going. So I think that's an obvious one if you wanted to get in on New York. I think Colorado is pretty tough. We actually talked about it at the start of the playoff, how it could be really split between McKinnon and McCarr. And I think right now, obviously, McCarr is leading him, but it's still at the point where I think it'd be hard to differentiate which guy could come out of it in the cup final. And then I wouldn't touch either of their goalies. And then the third one, I would personally always play Vasilevsky looking towards Tampa. I do think he's got a big enough edge that he's going to be able to hold off Kucherov, who's probably sneaking in there, and Hedman. And especially the way the next two games, I think, in this series, two or three games versus New York can go, they'll probably boost his numbers even more. It could be kind of close to those final two games versus Toronto and Florida. And I do think he's kind of already the front runner there. So if I were to get in on Tampa right now, I think the way to play them would definitely be to back Vasilevsky to win the Smythe. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, I do think if if I had to pick a Colorado player, it would be McCarr. It just sounds like um, people are kind of you when you watch the broadcast. It sounds like people are already kind of anointing him. Um, and if you listen to like podcasts and stuff, and it's the media who vote on this, so it does sound like everyone's kind of angling for McCarr to win it uh, already. So uh, I would go with McCarr. Uh, but like you said, the, the Avalanche are a little bit dicier situation. Th- th- those would be bets. I'd wait to see what the matchup's like, and maybe you can get a little bit of a better number on McCarr or McKinnon going into it. And, you know, if, if if you wanted to, like, get really, really sneaky, the one long shot who – and he won't win, and he's going to be triple digits. He should be, like, 150 to 1 at this point that I maybe would target and, like, have a little sprinkle on his Corey Perry because he's near the – I think he's at the top uh, in terms of goals. I think Kucherov just caught him uh, for the Lightning. He's at 5. If he like has just if he just goes bonkers in in the Stanley Cup final and the Lightning win, uh, it's, it's the media vote on it. It's a great story. He's literally the only long shot I would even give a second of thought to uh, among both of those teams. Uh, and on that note, uh, we'll close this episode of the Action Network podcast. Once again, a reminder to download and subscribe to Line Change if you like betting on hockey. We will be recording a new one ahead of uh, Rangers and Lightning on Thursday morning. Um, And then we will be back to preview the Stanley Cup final sometime next week, whenever we get the schedule there. Uh, So for Nick Martin, Michael Leboff, wishing you best of luck with your hockey bets coming up. 